0: What's up guys? In this episode of The Cut, we will talk all things Browns Ravens. We'll give some more week 14 reactions. We'll give you some waiver wire suggestions headed into the second round of the playoffs or your consolation bracket. And we will do a little bit of discussion about Jalen Waddle. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you? I know uh, Uh, we just finished watching the Browns game that we'll talk about. Yep,
1: what a game. I'm feeling pretty good. Had a little family Christmas thing this weekend and didn't sleep at all there, so slept most of today. So that was (laughs) a decent day, decent day.
0: Nice, so you're amped, so we're recording late as fuck compared to what we'd normally do, so if we're missing some energy, I'm sorry. Uh, Also, I feel like I got just fucking punched right in my gut from that Browns-Ravens game. Uh, The Browns defense is fucking trash. It's very, very bad. Uh, Let's just talk about the Browns-Ravens before we get into any of this. Uh, So obviously, Browns and Ravens, 47 to 42 was the final score Lamar Jackson ran all over the Browns defense Baker Mayfield threw all over the Ravens defense though a lot of it came in that second half when the Browns were down uh Brown it was back and forth all the way up until the last possession and then obviously the the Ravens covered the the line with the safety on the the bullshit play at the end I know that's got to piss some people off I did I did not bet that line um yeah, Randy. What are what are your first first thoughts?
1: Uh well, first, well, I, first thoughts—the same thought as always. This secondary is banged up, but they're awful nonetheless. Linebacking corps is doing a terrible job in run defense. Uh, we didn't really get any sacks, but you know, I don't expect to get too many sacks against the Ravens, so I'm not really that mad there. Um, so yeah, it's just—I mean, Sendejo getting burned every other play. I mean. A pick play on her own team (laughs) ends up giving up a touchdown to Lamar running back on the field. I mean that was that was all crazy as hell that last bit. Uh, But yeah, it's a glaring thing. Wide receivers for the Browns played out today. Baker, amazing job. Uh, One bad throw the entire day. I'm not gonna fault him for it. It did suck, but he made up for it right away. Came back with a veteran presence. Real maturity, came back and drove down, I think, back-to-back 12-play drives for touchdowns, including a two-point conversion, where he threw a good pass and Hunt let it come up on him a little quickly on the shoulder, but got saved by Peoples-Jones. Just incredible game all over. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's <laughs> Yeah.
0: I, I will say my, my first thing, and I said this before we started recording, but I said, man, it... It sucks when the Browns lose because people are going to look at that Baker Mayfield bad read uh, interception that that resulted in a J.K. Dobbins touchdown and say, oh, man, Baker sucks. When in reality, Baker was the better of the two quarterbacks tonight, in my opinion. Oh, Lamar, yeah. the, if people want to talk about how Baker was throwing on air against the Titans, he wasn't tonight. But Lamar sure as hell was. He didn't complete a single pass where he had to throw with any anticipation touch literally anything he just was awful of course he's Lamar Jackson he beat the Browns on the ground and that's what makes Lamar so special but we saw it last year in the playoffs this Ravens offense I mean they're not going to get the Browns every week and and they sure as hell won't go very far in the playoffs I don't think if Lamar can't get it together
1: no and it's the wide receivers too Hollywood Brown had many a drops as well as a lot of people on that team. Obviously, you came up big in a wide-open play later in the game, but it's kind of a complete game. It's the script flipped from Week 1, where the Browns got absolutely run over, but they were stopping the run with a lot of success, and it was the passing game, short, quick passes with Lamar, that was really killing them. They committed to not letting that happen today, but we could not stop the run to save our lives. Uh took until the second half for Richardson to get a tackle. It seemed like so it was it was rough. It's not just Lamar running all over. J.K. Dobbins did it. Gus Edwards did a pretty good job. This their line held up, and they had a really good game. They came up with a good game plan, and Lamar didn't have to beat us through the air until the very end when he really couldn't run as much as he wanted to. So good on them. I mean, it's just good coaching. It's great play. We talked about how it doesn't really matter. If you ice Justin Tucker, he's probably going to make both of them with his eyes fucking closed. But me, From 70. I, yeah, and there's always that psyche there. Everyone assumes you're going to ice. If you don't ice, maybe he's not trying as hard on that kick. He thinks it's a practice one. Uh, so there's always that psyche. Obviously, me personally, I'm icing there, making him kick 55 yards twice. But like we talked about, Justin Tucker's making that regardless. It just yeah. sucks. It, it just sucks. Both teams played amazing. It's not anything to him that's yeah. it's just an amazing game it's just, it sure was one defense was god awful and one defense got a little banged up and then got picked apart
0: <laughs> yeah pretty much all right that's enough uh browns ravens talk i i went through all the the roller coaster of emotions on my twitter feed <laughs> i i tweeted holy fuck i am so alive right now and then i tweeted i am dead inside two or three different times so uh <laughs> still dead inside so uh no it was actually a really good game it was it was really good to see the Browns play up to their competition. Yeah, I was gonna say time.
1: it's good to see their offense play this well against a good defense.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Because that's what we're facing in the playoffs. That's <laughs> that's
0: true. Unless we get the Titans, that would be great. All right. Uh another fucking gut punch here. Um <laughs> so I lost, so I had three matchups where mm-hmm. I didn't get a first round bye. And I lost I won the one league fairly easily by like 40 points. But the two matchups I lost were to Randy and Sean. And I think it's bullshit that Randy said, he came on here and he said, I'm playing James White over Miles Sanders this week.
1: I did not. I I said I was considering it. I said it didn't matter because you were going to win regardless.
0: Yes. And you, you fucking jinxed me. My (laughs) team all performed like ass. Josh Jacobs put me into a freaking heart attack about, an hour before his kickoff and I put him in my lineup anyway and I had MVS in there, it wouldn't have mattered. I still would have lost, but still pissed about it. Still pissed Yo, at Josh Jacobs.
1: That was hilarious to me though, because I was literally in a hot tub drinking for that, that whole saga. And like <laughs> I just come to my phone and just Christian like complaining Josh Jacobs is never gonna play this is horse shit. I'm so <laughs> pissed I played him. And then I look, and he's got like six points. I was like, "What is he fucking talking about?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> it took me another ten minutes of research to understand what was going on. But yes, yeah, yeah. great game for me, you know. But you know what? It's a good listener league. Sean and Sweet were defeated in the first round of the playoffs. Is that uh, confirmed? It, I think it's confirmed. They they only had Big Ben and Ebron, and it's not like they did fucking anything. Uh. They Street. lost one fifty six to one twenty seven, basically. R.I.P. So, so yeah, I think we are playing Big Philly in the Listener League, and Rich is going to play Arabian Sniper. Ah, uh, so good luck to everyone in that. I hope we win. Debo Samuel out. So Brandon Ayuk is a lock in our lineup.
0: Uh- <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's what I was. I was talking to my boss uh, this morning or yesterday morning now. And I said I've we haven't, I don't think we've started Brandon Ayuk once. I'm pretty sure we drafted oh, no, we, him. Did we start uh, him once?
1: We started him a few times. Actually, I don't even think we him. Dra- I think we got snipe trying to draft him. I don't even remember. But and
0: someone dropped he's, him. He's coming up big now. He sure is. All right. Uh yeah, and then Sean beat me because Debo went out. Uh so I got 0.9 points from him, and that was fun. That was a fun time. Uh I think you should be able to have substitutes when the playoffs come. That's what I think.
1: Nope. Yeah, You I made, your, you made your
0: pick <laughs> You're just sad Yes. Uh, Alright guys Uh, We are going to be talking some more Week 14 reactions We're going to talk briefly about waivers There's not a ton of guys But we do want to touch on some key guys That if they're available you should go get them And then maybe some flyers And talk about a little bit of strategy there And then if we have time We'll talk about Jalen Waddle But like I said it's late We'll probably push that to the next episode on thursday so um before we get started website getting an updated look hopefully soon um uh we'll have it it, our new uh, i guess i should talk about our logo we have a new logo it looks awesome shout out to randy's sister uh who designed our original logo and then cleaned up the original one and now it's much cleaner and it's darker, and it's more us. So we're very excited to have a new logo. Uh, also, let us know if we helped you advance in your playoff matchups this last week. I know we had one uh, one guy, Sean, uh, not Sean on the show because that would be weird, but another Sean reached out and said that our advice to start Cam Akers made him win by, I think he said, one or two points. Yeah. So um, let us know if we we did that for you and tell us to fuck off if we told you bad information, because it was a weird week. Uh, We did recommend Miles Sanders here and there. We had him higher than ECR. I don't know how. I don't know how, because none of us were really super high on him.
1: Uh, No, but it happened. That's what happens when you get a bursty back that can get an 80-yard run. That's how it goes. And when you put a quarterback in there that's
0: really good at RPOs. So what's the other quarterback? (sighs) Yeah, but they don't use them like that. All right. Uh, Let's get into our Week 14 reactions. Uh, Obviously, we talked about the Browns and Ravens. We're not going to touch on that anymore. But Hassan Reddick just went fucking apeshit on Daniel Jones. He had five sacks at the Cardinals franchise record. My question here, uh, I saw a lot of Giants fans – about five weeks ago that were saying Daniel Jones hasn't had a fair chance. He hasn't really had weapons. He, he hasn't had healthy weapons is what okay. they said. There we go. And then they said he hasn't had an offensive line. And then yesterday after the game, I saw people saying put in Colt McCoy. And so my question to you, Randy, do you think that if the Giants are picking top 10 this year, are they going to draft a quarterback and pull a Cardinals with Josh
1: Rosen? Uh, in my opinion, no. But I would like to quickly recheck the draft <laughs> update because I know it updated. Uh, they are now the tenth. They're tenth, so that means they're most likely looking at the fourth quarterback. You would have to assume maybe fifth. Uh, there's usually There could be two trade-ups. I mean, obviously the top two of the Jets and the Jaguars are more than likely picking a quarterback. uh, Unless the Cowboys get figured out Dak, they're not picking a quarterback. Panthers, most likely not. Falcons kind of tied to Ryan for a bit. And they have massive holes elsewhere. No point there. Dolphins set. Eagles could draft a quarterback. But we'll, we'll see. And then Giants. So... I know there's teams like the Redskins. Oh, wow. Sorry, football team. My bad. That's the first time in a long time there. Holy hell. Uh, I did that today, too. Football team, and there's a few more here and there that could get another quarterback. So I'm going to say no, mainly because I know they're going to be fighting to get another tackle. You just drafted one. I know Thomas hasn't really played out this year. He is a rookie. Give him a little bit of a time. He was kind of viewed as the most pro ready, so that is very disappointing. Uh, that he has been up and down all year and more down than up for sure. Um, but I would like to just kind of give them time. Maybe go for a big-time wide receiver again. Um, maybe you keep helping that defense. I mean, we'll see what they do. I just don't think it's quarterback. I think you give Daniel Jones another year. I You're not going to get Fields or Lawrence, so what's the point, really? I like the other guys, but I like right now, I don't think they're necessarily better than Daniel Jones like today
0: wouldn't it be very jaguars to trade back from the number two overall pick to get daniel jones and the 10th overall pick and a couple other picks and then the We're giants in. end up with justin fields
1: i i don't see how any of that's possible but uh <laughs> and well, Gettleman, Gettleman doesn't really move
0: so no, he doesn't he's picking wherever he picks yeah at uh, least in the first round
1: yeah so we'll like it's it's a it's a very real question. He hasn't been good. He's been banged up, but and everyone knows that long run trip play that makes him look like a complete dumbass. <laughs> but that's it happens. It happens, man.
0: Yeah, uh, Giants so. fans, we we do feel for you. Uh, the the division is there for the taking, and it just seems like none of these teams want it. The the football team, they their defense wants it. Their offense yeah. not so much.
1: But this is another team. The Giants is another team where like. You're at ten. Why not get another young stud? And why don't you, if you're really not 100% sold on Jones, go just sign Jameis, get Fitzpatrick, maybe go get Darnold. Maybe let's let's have a full-on competition. But there there's other ways to give you a little bit more security if he really isn't the guy. But we'll see. It's
0: a good point. Yeah, it's going to be a nice big saturated market with with all these guys like you're talking about that should come available. I'm really very, very interested to see where Darnold ends up. That's my
1: my main like follow point this offseason. Have to see if anyone retires. It's true, right. Ben. But speaking right. of someone not retiring, let's go to the young gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Dolphins and Chiefs played one, one of the, it was a very up and down roller coaster game uh, throughout like the first quarter and a half, and then Patrick Mahomes said, "Nah, never mind. I'm going to take the lead and not give it back." But Tua. Tua was under a lot of scrutiny for the first few weeks because they gave him a vanilla playbook and it didn't look like he was pushing the ball down the field. It looked like he was holding the ball. And he was. I mean, there was that soundbite of Brian Fitzpatrick coming off the field and saying after he got after Tua got benched, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in after he made a deep throw and said, You see that? You need to do that. Like he was coaching him up. And Tua did that in this game. The there's a a clip I think ESPN actually tweeted it out, but Tua threw sidearm into triple coverage and it was an absurdly accurate throw. Like you couldn't put the ball anywhere else and people it, it, I think the Tua thing it, it's going to be like like the Baker thing where Tua is going to get criticized no matter what because of Justin Herbert's success, just like Baker gets criticized no matter what because of Josh Allen's success. I think is legit. I, what Did you like what you were seeing this week? Were you already going to be patient like you should be, probably?
1: Yeah, obviously I was already going to be patient. Um, this is his first week of really being what people expect him to be in the future. So that's good on him. He had to be in this game. Um, obviously, I, I don't expect this Dolphins team with this offense right now to really be attacking at all points. They kind of had to play a little conservative. Uh, hope they get turnovers on the other side of the ball. Which they did. But, I mean, obviously, uh, the Chiefs are just amazing. That's basically what it is. So, uh, the the big thing, yet again, Tua can't hit his top target. He can't hit Parker.
0: Yeah. And, and Parker left that game hurt at some
1: point. He did, but it wasn't... He was doing nothing. It wasn't mattering. Um, he... I mean, he had a few really good deep balls, but he is dinking and dunking, which I'm fine with for him. He's still learning. They don't have the weapons. They pretty much just have Gesicki at this point right now. So and he's I'm hurt. perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, they, they got people that no one thought would play this year, like Lynn Bowden actually doing something, which the Raiders gave up on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Probably was... a little too early, but it's okay. He had an awful, awful start to the year. So yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy for Tua. Very happy for all the dynasty people that drafted him. I had no shot to get him. Uh, I don't pick yeah. that early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so, do in a
0: couple leagues now.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy. I'm pretty sure Colton has him in our OG. Good for Colton. He needs him. I'm pretty sure he had Menchu and Haskins who could start this week, but not like again tomorrow. after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And to your point about Devonte Parker, I did see a little clip from uh, Next Gen Stats, which. I've talked about how those are flawed because it's only on targets, but Devontae Parker has, I think, the he's creating the worst separation of all uh, receivers that qualified. Which that's always been Devonte Parker, even when he had a great year last year. The, the way he got open was Preston Williams for a lot of the time for, a, the first yeah, half for the a bit, yeah, and then he just, I mean, he would run deep, and that that was a lot of what Parker did last year. And, oh. I think him and t- when Parker's the two after they draft Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell or someone crazy. Rondell Moore. Keep yeah. speaking
1: into existence for this no, team. No,
0: dude. I want that. I want him to the Seahawks. That's, that's my landing spot for Rondell. Why? Because I, they run a lot of little reverse plays. All right. We're off topic. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, two is, two is going to be fine. Two is slanging it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that in a couple months. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, all right, Steelers-Bills. Uh, I think we saw what what we had been talking about for a little while was that the Steelers, are when they were still undefeated, were one of the worst undefeated teams I've seen. And we've kind of seen that the last two weeks where uh, they, they're certainly looking more like pretenders when it comes to... Uh, their playoff hopes and their their Super Bowl uh, prospects whereas the Bills are looking pretty damn good like legit contenders Randy what are your thoughts here
1: um I won't say pretenders for Steelers and and while we were especially the especially Twitter and internet were going after this is the worst undefeated team I continually try to point out being 11-0 is not easy, even if you have the easiest schedule, which I kind of did. And if you're not, even if you're playing at a high level, it doesn't matter. Uh, their offense has been shaky for a little bit here. They really need to get back on track. They're not able to run the ball effectively. They're not throwing effectively. They're dropping the ball. It's not just Deontay, even though it seems like that. It's everyone. Uh, bit Ben's missing throws. It's it's a full it's a full sale restart on that offense right now. They need to fix this quickly. Uh, we're getting to the end of the year. They're most likely going to be playing if they lose another game here before the Browns. They have no shot to be the number one seed, uh, which means they're almost a lock for the two. So they're probably playing meaningless game week seventeen, which is great for the Browns. But um, they they really need in these next two weeks to start getting back on track. I know they play some crap team this week, Bengals, Bengals, and then and Bengals with Burrow and. Mix it and everyone it could have been a little bit of a game But it's not going to be now Uh, And then they play the Colts next I believe Right yes and And then Then the Browns Browns. so they They really need a big week next week To get back on track because the Colts Will beat them if they if they play Like this the Colts will beat them Yeah I
0: actually The the Bengals uh, They're not good at all But
1: I mean they just got Destroyed by the Cowboys
0: (laughs) But uh the Bengals did they they played well on defense for a lot of the game. I don't think that the final score indicated how the bengals played they I mean they got their first sack in like six weeks, which is saying something for the Bengals. like I know that's not saying much, but for the Bengals, like that's good. I think there's a chance because it's a divisional game they might have mixing back mm, probably not going to matter they're but not,
1: they're not rushing mixing back. Yeah,
0: they probably shouldn't play him the rest of the year, honestly.
1: No, they shouldn't. But,
0: yeah, I... And then the Bills, man. Uh, I I think the Bills are probably the second... I mean, no one's better than the Chiefs in the NFL right now. But I would say a Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship game would be amazing. Amazing to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, and... I'm just gonna pull. Up. I mean, Allen had a shaky first half, which is okay. He made up for it. Um, yep. They could not really run the ball effectively, which is also okay because it's the Steelers. Uh, even though they are banged up on defense, it's still the Steelers, and it's gonna be hard to run on them regardless. Um, they just—I mean, literally, this was Allen to Diggs. That's that's what won us. Uh, yep. Dawson Knox mixed in there. Beasley with a fifty percent targets uh or catches to his targets a little bit of struggles there Gabe Davis with one big catch um it's it was really a struggle for this entire game i i mean great for them they're they, i mean they're not going to be two seed right like
0: the mm, i i think there's no i don't think there's
1: a chance i mean i no, guess there, there was. there's a there's a chance
0: they're only a game off the two seed, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and they just beat them head-to-head. Head. So Steelers really need to turn up the heat here. Um, yeah, it's not great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's them, not- them getting the two seed would be really, really crucial, I think, because I really right. don't want to see the Bills. I know, I think this year, are they still doing the the reseeding thing yeah. after the first round?
1: So it's the lowest even- plays the best. That's how it yeah. works. but then they like um,
0: reseed after the next round, right? Like, well, it's for, not.
1: It's not reseeding. Round. It's always just lowest. Like whoever's the highest has home field over right. lowest. But yeah, there's no. It's not really reseeding. But the right. Bills have Patriots. Uh, well, they end it against the Dolphins, which won't be easy. The Patriots, while they have been a little bit inept on offense the last few weeks, uh, won't be easy. And then they face the Broncos, who have been kind of finding a little bit of groove uh, on offense with Locke being a little bit more healthy. Uh, so it won't be easy again. I do have faith in them to win probably two of those three. So uh, it's, it's, they could get the 2C, which is enormous for them. It really is. I mean, yeah. they still have to win a playoff game, but that's <laughs> – I mean, it, hey, Browns are most likely going to be the playoffs. It won't mean anything if they don't win a game. I mean, it'll be great but they have to win a game
0: here. Yeah, have to win uh, quite a few. Uh, That would be nice. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, You also brought up Drew Locke. He's another guy I should have mentioned in that uh, quarterbacks that get hate for no fucking reason. Drew Locke's been up and down. He's been mostly down this year. Uh, But in a 21-for-27 game with four touchdowns, I saw people tweeting that he was bad because he threw the ball off the center's helmet. I, yeah. Okay. That, you make one bad throw and you're just an awful quarterback. I don't get it. I don't he had, get. He
1: it. had his best game of the season. Yep. He didn't have his best fantasy day necessarily, but he had his best game of the season.
0: It might have been a. That's probably his best game of his career.
1: Cause he, uh, possibly. Because he, he didn't was, have a lot was, of
0: boom game games last
1: year. He was efficient. He's quarterback twenty-seven on the year, but he's only played 10 games. I mean, and that's and he and that's counting the game where he played like. Two snaps. <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean props to him. He he didn't have exactly the year I was hoping for, but he didn't stay healthy, neither did his team, but yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh that'll do it for our week 14 reactions. Again, if you guys have teams that you want us to touch on here, just shoot them to us at the cut FFB on Twitter. Before we get into our waiver wrap, we want to talk to you about Thrive Fantasy. I won. I spoke it into existence. I won in Thrive Fantasy this week. I just, I made my lineup super quick Saturday night before our show, and then I didn't look at it. I didn't tinker. But a lineup in Thrive Fantasy, if you don't know, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard us talk about them over and over, uh, it's player props. So the, you get to choose a line. I think the line on Dalvin Cook was 81 and a half. Sounds right. Maybe eighty. Yeah, 81 and a half. Uh, and we chose the under. We recommended that you choose the under because that's what the statistics said, but Dalvin Cook confirmed to be a god uh, and justified all odds against the Buccaneers. But things like that are super fun. It's super fun to sit there and dissect some stats that can really give you an advantage to uh, win your slate. And I did that this week. Randy, I think you had a, a
1: decent week. No, and thrive. I, yeah. it, it, uh, no, it wasn't a good week for me. Uh, Damn. I, I mean, ones that I was confident in, hit. Uh, it's just the uh, Brady had an awful day throwing the ball. Watson got a little bit more contained than we thought he would, and just an awful game by them, really. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins actually kind of had a really good game. Finally, Cook beating the statistics—that's great. Darren Waller barely breaking his. Oh my and gosh. James Cotter just had a bad day. So it just ended up a couple. I lost a few by here and there. And it's just it just happens like that. It's fine. I'll get it next week. I'll win a few bucks yeah. next week. It's fine.
0: And if not, you can use a different email and then sign up with our promo code, The Cut. Uh, and yeah. they'll match up to $50 for you with a minimum deposit of $20. Um, I have two emails, but I was going to play on my personal one and I ended up just playing on our our account so people
1: uh yeah i'm pretty it. sure you have to have a different email and a different card just saying that uh oh, I'm also i'm not sure if we legally you could even talk about this yeah, probably
0: <laughs> if you guys are playing for the first time use one email don't don't cheat the system all right um and then the other the other sponsor we would like to talk about is mugs fly together Obviously, we keep talking about them. They have some awesome football mugs, fantasy football mugs, hockey mugs, golf mugs, everything that you would want to buy your dad, your brother, your mom, if if she's into golf or if she plays hockey. That's the thing here now.
1: And and they can play fantasy football. A lot of women do and a lot of women win.
0: Yes. We need to get some women as guests on this show for sure because they would kick our ass probably. Uh, Well, definitely mine because. Everyone kicks my ass, apparently. Except <laughs> one guy this week. God damn it. So quick. Fuck the playoffs. All right. But yeah, <laughs> com. The link is in the description. Use promo code CUT15. They'll give you 15% off your order. Order three mugs, 15% off all of them. And the shipping, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into our waiver wrap. The first guy on our list uh, is a guy that should already you should have picked him up. I think we talked about him 2 weeks ago now. Um, but he's still only rostered at 57% in sleeper redraft leagues.
1: That's it's going to be 100% this week. So it will. But-
0: it's it's Cam makers. He obviously had his breakout game. He had 9 million carries for 9 million yards, it seemed like, watching the game. No, I'm just kidding. He had 27 or 29 carries, I think 29, yeah. for 171 yards. Sounds right. If he is available in your league, oh, my God. Spend Absolutely. everything. Spend, Spend everything. He's a league winner. And I know that's a tired uh, saying right now. Randy, how how much would you really spend like a hundred percent? I would your- spend a
1: hundred percent of my remaining fat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: me too. question. But what if the next guy on our list was also available?
1: I would I would spend a hundred percent on Acres and then a hundred percent on Hilton if I lose Acres. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So T Y Hilton is the next guy on our list. Again, these guys are probably rostered in your leagues, but in the slim chance that they're not, please go look because T Y Hilton is. Turned it on uh, the last three weeks, I think. He's had maybe maybe four. I
1: think he's had a touchdown four straight weeks, but he's had three really good weeks back back
0: back. Yeah, T.Y., uh, for whatever reason, he he got the rookie treatment where he sucked at the beginning of the year. He kind of just came on strong here at the end and really has a rapport with Rivers now. He's only rostered in 59% of sleeper redraft leagues. Go get him. Like Randy said, if... It spend a hundred percent on both
1: and he plays the texans yet again he is known as the texans killer for the colts so it's we we didn't expect it to really come back to form but it did and it's probably gonna happen again so
0: yes and then the last of the like higher owned higher rostered guys uh down here at the bottom randy is nelson Aguilar. so fun fact I played Nelson Aguilar against Sean, still fucking lost, and he, he balled out. Uh, I switched out uh, Jameson Crowder last minute, 359. But I said, you know what? Nelson Aguilar, going to get some catches today. And he did. Uh, but he's only rostered in 41% of sleeper redraft leagues. Randy, tell me why you would spend close to 100% on Nelson Aguilar.
1: Uh, well, I don't know about all that, but uh, he's... He has become a favorite, reliable target of cars. Obviously, Waller's going to be the top guy. Obviously, Renfro will always be kind of a safety blanket for him. But Aguilar has been the guy that has stepped up all year. He gets the short routes. He's getting the deep play. He's getting touchdown looks. Uh, obviously, Ruggs is still going to be involved. You got The defense has got to key in on him, which helps Aguilar so much. But he, he has been very good. Raiders need to win every single game now if they have any shot to make the playoffs. They're going to need to air it out Uh, with Jacobs coming back this week, but still a little bit banged up. So they need him to get the 20 carries, but they need to be somewhat safe with them. And with their matchups, they're most likely going to need to throw the ball a ton. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah.
0: Fuck Josh Jacobs, by the way, uh, for what he did to us last minute. Um. <laughs> all right. So that's the the last of the, like, higher rostered players that you should just take a peek might not be there but worth a shout uh, for you to go look at them Um, moving on though to some of these like flyer guys we talked about him earlier Lim Bowden had he was the leading receiver for the Dolphins he looked really great uh, very explosive when he was out there he had some some yak ability obviously he presents something that Devonte Parker does not and he's fast and and quick and he seemed to be one of two of his favorite targets Randy are you do you have any interest in him I know Parker went down with injury I don't know his status uh would you put him on the end of your bench
1: um I uh, he, he's a consideration I definitely want to hear about Parker but he has it's been the second straight week of him doing anything uh we know too is not necessarily throwing it down field that much uh so I think Bowden, especially if Parker's out uh think he has at least a good shot uh I'm not sure we're we're gonna get into it later, but like uh, so i I think I would at least put a claim on him, but it just really depends who's available uh yeah i mean yeah, and he and I'm pretty sure he could be played running back and wide receiver and possibly even quarterback and so i don't i i know he had a couple quarterback snaps this week but i don't really know
0: yeah he should get quarterback designation but i think it's running back and receiver for now but yeah i i think he he's definitely an interesting piece in 2021 and if in terms of dynasty like this dude should be rostered but also in dynasty Look and see, even if you're out of the playoffs and don't need to play anyone this week, see if he's there. He's worth a flyer at the end of your bench and probably add to your taxi squad at this point. Yep. All right, next on the list is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who balled out on my bench everywhere, everywhere that I have him. Randy and I just dropped him, actually, in the listener league. Uh, So you're going to get our our live recommendation here. He's rostered in 25% of redraft leagues. His next two, and I understand MVS is very, very inconsistent, but he gets Carolina and Tennessee next, who are both bottom third secondaries. Do you have any interest in him? Would you even consider playing him ever, knowing how volatile he is?
1: Probably not. Not in the playoffs. Um, It just kind of depends. I don't think they – do they have any late games coming up? Um they they have a a saturday game this week
0: oh fuck yeah 8:15 uh
1: so i mean if you really really want to play him i feel like there's probably a better option for you but i mean you got to weigh i mean we do start sits we have rankings we'll try to keep those up to date to make sure we can give you the best recommendation for that uh they then have a sunday night game against the titans so he might be worth picking up here for these two weeks um, just sit on your bench. You might have a safe, secure guy like Cole Beasley, who's most likely going to get eight, nine, twelve points. And you might need twenty points that night. You might have to play MVS there. I mean, that yeah. might be your shot.
0: Yeah, and with MVS too, I think it's a little bit of keep away. If you know that you're the favorite heading into your matchup on the week, you won't have to play the boom guys, but. If he ends up playing MVS and MVS is the one that beat you, and you chose not to put him at the end of your bench, I think you're gonna kick yourself a little bit. So,
1: yeah. But again, it's it's who's out on waivers. A lot of places and really competitive leagues, you're not gonna have all these people. So you just gotta kind of. I mean, you just gotta check. got check your waiver completely, thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: for sure. Uh, next guy on the list is. Irv Smith. Um, So Kyle Rudolph was out in this game. Irv Smith was the leading receiver for the Vikings, which is just absolutely shocking to me. I know the Buccaneers aren't great against tight ends, but uh, he outperformed Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He's only rostered at 15%, which is justified because he's been hurt for a very long time, but he gets the Bears next, who are uh, one of the worst three matchups against opposing tight ends. Do you have interest in Irv as a flyer tight end this week, dude?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I think he's going to probably end up in my rankings next to Kemet, probably. I know Kemet kind of got vultured. I believe Graham had a touchdown, right? Like yep. one catch for a touchdown. So he yep. got a little bit vultured, but he almost... He was... We needed 8.7 from him to hit three times value. I believe he got 8.1. So good on you, Cole, for trying, but... uh <laughs> We it's still want a... money. We still want money anyway, so it's fine. But uh yeah, it's yeah. I he's gonna be he's definitely a guy that I'm gonna consider. Like you said against the Bears, it's gonna be a good matchup. Um and then they have I mean, and you gotta see you gotta check with Rudolph too, because when they both been healthy, not neither has really done a ton. But when one's been out, they they could not do much. Like the other one goes off. And uh, the only thing with him is then you have the Saints on Christmas the next day the next week and that is probably a matchup of not playing them yeah so it's it's, it's for a week fifteen but you you're not with with your tight end you're not looking for weeks ahead you're you're <laughs> you're winning this week with your tight end that's what you're hoping you're hoping you don't get the obligatory five to eight points you get the fifteen plus uh so hopefully Irv Smith can come down with that.
0: Yep. Uh another guy that I'm adding to the list because you mentioned him. I brought up Cole Comet last week. I said he had league winning upside. I still believe that. Like Randy said he was vultured on a touchdown opportunity, but uh as my boy uh Dave Dave kluge wanted to uh or kluge I still don't know how to say this guy's last name. I should ask him. Uh but he pointed out, he said Graham's received 17 red zone targets to Komet's four. And I said, "Mm, could you tell me how many of those have come in the last four weeks for each of them? And Comet has seen uh, 50% of all of his red zone targets on the year come in the last four weeks. And Graham has seen about 25% of those targets. So uh, with Mitch Trubisky, he does like to target his tight ends down in the red zone. You might have a vulture the same way you did this past week, but I'd bank on the the 75% snap share that we've seen and just kind of hope that uh, Komet actually gets the touchdown this week.
1: Yeah. And he's back to back seven target games. He had 79%, then 77%, and this week 86% of the snaps. So really, Graham barely got in the game and stole one. Uh, He had a solid game. I mean, he just really did. And he just, I, I do think he could have yet another good week. So, those are the, probably the two tight ends to worthy you talk about on the waiver wire, so
0: yeah, yeah, and hopefully Sean fucking ranks them. That's what I'll say there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, and then the last guy before we talk a little bit of just a little bit of waiver strategy here, uh Chad Hansen, it's a guy that I brought up last week. We talked about him a little bit, We talked about how he got sent back to the practice squad, and I said, mm, they're gonna call him up. Because he was good, he and he was good again. Uh, I wouldn't say he was great, but like Randy alluded to, uh, the whole Texans offense was was very bad. Chad Hansen, I believe, ended up being the leading uh, receiver for the Texans this week. I might be incorrect in saying that, though. I I know he was. So he, yeah, he's got back to back seven target games, same as Cole Komet, which is ironic he's put up 157 yards, 12 catches, hasn't found the end zone but
1: they they t- had a real bad week this week too.
0: Yeah, I talked about it that Chad Hansen <laughs> I don't understand why this guy has never played. When I watched I watched every single one of his targets from his first week where he had over 100 yards and he really knows how to work a zone, which is perfect for how defenses play Deshaun Watson. So, I think he's going to be another favorite target getter of of Deshaun's. Randy, are you adding Chad Hansen and then furthering that are you like taking a flyer and starting him this week?
1: Um, I will have some I will be looking at him. Uh it's I mean, not all of these guys are going to be available in your league. Obviously, there's people we recommend higher, so but check him out. I did have the disclaimer here. Cooks was out this week. Uh, so while he did have back-to-back really good weeks, it, this week could have been a little bit helped out by that injury to Cooks. Um, And, uh, you know, I he's worth a flyer. He's been a little bit consistent here. It Again, it's, is it a guy that you are going to play over someone you trusted all season? Probably not. But, I mean, there was part of me that wanted to play him Instead of like Miles Sanders this week, I definitely didn't. But like that—that's the kind of dire straits we are in some aspects of fantasy uh, this year at the end of the year. So, uh, I—he's I, definitely worth a pickup and just kind of see. But he's definitely not the top of my list. So,
0: yeah, yeah, fair enough. i, I do have some interest in in Chad. What a great fantasy football name! I won my league because I started Chad Hansen one of the Hansen Hansen brothers from Hansen. You remember that band? The like little boy band when we were kids. I think they probably are not a thing anymore. But anyway, wow. let's move on. I just I just want to know if he's
1: related to Chris Hansen, but uh no. we'll move
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Randy, you wanted to discuss uh kind of looking for handcuffs on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, so While we we brought up waiver wire people that you may be able to play in your flex, uh, depending on your options, I just wanted to bring up quickly, just make sure you're looking around. Uh, I know Alexander Madison on sleeper and redraft is about like 48% owned. Latavius Murray is about like 65. Pollard's about like 40. Look at all the big name handcuffs, especially ones that have shown that they can do it with the other guys out check to see who's banged up a little bit here and there. It's worth, if if you've got guys on your bench, you are never going to play. Or if you've got a backup quarterback that you're not playing. Or, I mean, it's, it's taking the shot to get the handcuff, running back this week for the next two weeks is smart. Maybe if you really can't decide right now between two defenses that have good matchups this week and next week, Pick up two. I know we did that in the Lister League. I don't know if we're going to hold on to both of them, but it's a good move just to double check, make sure because there's injuries. And, I mean, you just got to yeah. triple check quick because, I mean, there's teams like the Cowboys. If, if Zeke's banged up, they're almost out completely of contention. I'm not sure they're actually out yet, but if he's out, they're going to play Pollard and just sit Zeke. Like yeah. if he's banged up even a little. uh Cook Shit. if he gets if he gets banged up, um, really they know they can run with Madison, so it, they might limit Cook hard that week. I know they're in the playoff hunt right now. I think they're in right now, but it, it's just you, you got to really just triple check here. That's that's all I'm asking you to do. uh Obviously, I'm taking Cam Akers over those handcuffs if he's available. I'm yep. most likely taking Ty Hilton as well. Yep. Um. But besides that, I'm taking the handcuffs unless I really, really don't know who I'm playing in the flex and I'm deciding between like three or four options. and I just yes. can't decide that I'm picking up guys like Aguilar and Hanson and MVS and Bowden uh, just to just to make sure I have the option I want. And if they're still on the waiver wire after, if they're still free agents and you made your decision, drop your other guys, pick up the handcuffs. Just triple check because we had this last year where the Vikings with Cook went down for a week, really, two weeks, and they safely played uh, Mike Boone, oh, I believe. And he yeah. had a really bad game. Everyone benched him the next week in a really good game. If these <laughs> things happen the other year, I just want to triple check. Just yeah. make sure they're not out there.
0: Would you say you would discount double check as well?
1: <clears throat> no, I said triple check. Uh, fuck what I oh, <laughs> Uh, but then uh, that that does bring up a point Jamal Williams Make sure he's not out there.
0: Right. <laughs> it's, it's good to tie
1: it back uh, yeah. any, any, Anyone hard. you think Is a really really good handcuff Possibly Or a, a running back That's a little banged out That's a starter Please 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 Go get their backup If you can
0: Yeah I will say I think I'd pick up Aguilar Over some of those handcuffs Just with how consistent He's been
1: But, but I get uh, it. Yeah, it, you're you're not exactly. going to play it you, but that if you're picking up Aguilar instead of them, that means you're either he's either your flex or you're yeah. signed between him and one maybe maybe two people. Yeah. So that's that's what that is, and he has to be available in that league. There's a good chance Aguilar is not available, but Madison is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Especially because I believe he was out this week, so he might have got dropped just for a spot.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Um. I think we have a couple minutes and we don't need to get too in depth. Um, So our, our new contributor, why do I even try FF wrote a nice piece about Jalen Waddle. We, we actually had a discussion beforehand uh, about how he, he feels like he's a lot lower on Jalen Waddle. And I said, I don't think you're crazy. I think there's a lot of things that people are choosing to ignore with Jalen Waddell. First thing, obviously the injury. Very bad injury. Same exact injury, actually, that I saw, I think, uh, one of the DPTs on Twitter was tweeting about this. Uh Kenyon Drake had the same exact injury, wore the same exact number, and played for Alabama. Uh, so the moral of the story was don't wear number 17 for Alabama. Uh, Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for when I go back to school and play football, um, but so that that's a really bad injury. We don't know what how that's going to affect him moving forward. Uh, number, my, these are my concerns too. Maybe Randy has different ones. Uh, probably not because Jalen Waddle is a small dude. Uh, he's got a smaller frame. He's a very skinny guy. He wins on speed. He wins on go routes. He does have a lot of. Uh, a, a, a lot of twitch, but he doesn't get used in the sense that he needs to utilize his twitch. Um and then the the third thing I think that he has going against him is the Henry Ruggs comparisons. Uh, I actually I posted why do I even try FF's article today? And people said, Oh, Henry Ruggs went wide went as the first wide receiver so Jalen Waddle's going to, and he's the wide receiver one and there's no debate. And I said, but if you were redrafting, would you take Henry Ruggs first overall? Like out of that wide receiver class and my argument is while you should still be patient, the answer is re- like a definite no for me. I would take I would take Justin Jefferson by far over Henry Ruggs right now.
1: So, but you have to also remember we're the first team that took is the Raiders. So does Justin Jefferson fully fit what they want? I think he I think he fits okay. there, but I think he was probably third or fourth on their list. I think if you're for sure starting, it's probably CD because yeah. uh, he's even getting it done with Andy Dalton right now. Um, obviously, I love Jerry Judy. I think he was a little bit more of a safe choice. So I think that's up there. Henry Ruggs, just—it's—it's it's what the Raiders like. I think he will develop. He's been banged up. Uh, he's had a little bit of drops here and there, but but I—I yeah. I mean, and it was I—I I, yeah. It, I I just I have concerns about Waddle. Um, you have major concerns about Justin Ross. Uh, who is back to really working at his game right now? He's just not getting contact. That's why Woody. Um, yeah. So. He's just another guy. I really, I think Waddle is going to have to really, really show out this offseason, this draft combine, uh, his workout. He's going to have to have a huge day to really get up with everyone else because hey. right now there's seven or eight guys that are in contention for the top five for me, and he's not one of them uh, yeah. because I need to see more. Uh, obviously, talent-wise, I think he's there, but with the emergence of Amon Ra, with Terrence Marshall, uh, Jamar Chase hasn't played, but I think he's still the best one of the class. Bateman's a killer. Uh, Chris Olave is getting better and better. Devonta Smith is looking better than Jalen Waddle did. So, like, there, there's it's gonna be tough for him to really break that first round. Uh, I don't think there's a chance, honestly, unless he absolutely shows out. I think yeah. he's he's probably a second round talent, but he might go in the third. I think. But yeah. again, we're really early. But like you said, that small fire, small frame. He's injured. He needs a, he's really, really good though. That's what we really want to finish on. He's really, really good, but he has to have an amazing offseason, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I will say too, he probably won't participate at the combine. I don't think that injury is going to allow him to, but I did see that a pro day isn't out of question uh, a little later (laughs) in the process.
1: We'll see. And I mean, and because he hasn't played, he might push and he might get there. Maybe he doesn't run the 40, but maybe he runs the, the catching drills. Maybe he, he does all the interviews. He does uh, the Wonderlic. He does all that, but he just doesn't do the 40. And maybe he doesn't do the three count because it's a quick burst. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but it it's so tough. Like, even you look at Jalen Rager, who was hurt last year, and he still ran the 40. And I think and it. He, helped. he
1: was a little bit hurt in there, but still exactly. helps. Yeah. Because That's what I'm people, saying. I. I, it's the same thing with Ross. I, it's, it's still way up in the air that they could do anything at the combine because we really just need to see it. We do. But yeah, I think for both of them, they absolutely need to do anything they can to get fully ready and healthy for that day. Because they're going to need it.
0: Yeah. I'm with you there. And the last thing too, I do have a pretty good film grade on Jalen Waddle. Uh, I would not be shocked if he went back. For his senior season he was on on track for his actual like true breakout right now jalen waddle doesn't have a breakout age and the amount of players that uh succeed without a breakout age is a very very small list randy and i keep talking about these alabama receivers though it it was tough it was tough to break out with henry ruggs and jerry judy two other first round wide receivers and also for waddle i mean Devonte smith i think I'm sticking to this take, man. I I think Devontae Smith is better than Henry, Ruggs, and Jerry Judy. I know you you probably Uh, still have say
1: He's not above Judy for me. But Judy Judy does everything. And he's fast, too.
0: Yeah. But But, so it was tough for Waddle to actually have a true breakout, especially... I mean, Irv Smith was there, too. We just talked about him as a a waiver-wire pickup in the NFL as a great tight end play. It, it it was tough for Waddle to break out, but it's tough to overlook that as well. So
1: I, you know, I, obvious for obvious reasons, we're high state fans. We hope they're in the playoffs. We hope they win, uh, this week. Uh, shut up. You hope they're in the playoffs. I hope uh, they're in playoffs because Justin Fields. I want to see. Him. I kind of <laughs> hope Alabama. I, I think Alabama's the clear favorite to win the championship this year. Yeah. I kind of hope they lose. Uh, not not for the Bama hate. Truly. It's it's not. They're they're the best team in the nation. It's I kind of like. Am I am I the only person that wants Mac Jones and Jalen Wall to come back? <laughs> I'd love <laughs> because to see Mac it. Mac Jones really only has one year. I I know it's twenty twenty. He's looking like some people have him like the top fifteen. You guys are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he could sneak in in the first just because the quarterback. I'm probably gonna have a day two grade on him. I won't say where yet, but that's probably where he's gonna find out. But that he he could be my QB five and still be or QB four technically and still have a day two grade. Yeah,
0: that's where you know what I mean. Land. I think
1: so. Um, I think if he, I mean, he clearly would benefit from coming back against a full strength thing, and if he can get Waller to come back, I mean, they clearly have more weapons there too. But yeah. I think that's going to be a huge thing for waddle. If he knows Mac Jones is coming back and he knows he really needs another year to, I mean, if he comes back, he, I mean, we we know there's going to be good talent next, that next year at wide receiver, but waddle would automatically be top three probably.
0: Yeah. Many. Yeah. He'd be three. I I think he'd be behind. uh, I haven't, I haven't studied them a lot, but Pickens from Georgia and David Bell from Purdue, uh, would be probably the two that I would look at. but All right. Um, so we we did title this the Jalen Waddle conundrum. Like Randy said earlier, we want to finish with Jalen Waddle's really fucking good, and that's the problem. It's it's tough to project players that don't have a frame that really fits the NFL, uh, but were dominant. Like Jalen Waddle was on his way to the season that Devontae Smith has. So uh, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see where we yeah. end up landing on him.
1: And Devontae Smith would not be having the season he's having if Waddle was playing. Yeah.
0: It's very true.
1: Now, he'd be very good still. Don't get us wrong. He'd be a first round receiver, but he yeah. just wouldn't be having 300 yards a game because he couldn't. Yeah. Very true.
0: All right. Let's get out of here. Um, before we do, make sure you hit up the website. Go read that Jalen Waddle article. We've got some more things coming out. Like I said, it's going to look a little different, the, there's going to be a redesign coming. Um, rankings should be up a little early this week because of the Saturday games. But also, is there a Thursday night football game,
1: Randy? Did there is? It's Raiders Chargers.
0: Okay, so, so
1: look here. Let me. It is so week fifteen. We have um, we have Raiders Chargers on Thursday, but Saturday we have Bills Broncos at four thirty, Panthers, uh, Packers at eight fifteen on Saturday, and then few Sunday, 1 o'clocks, 4 o'clocks, so And then Steelers play Monday night. Who plays Sunday night? Oh, it's the Browns against Browns. the Giants. So it's an enormous week. Three early games this week. that You really, really have to make sure if you're playing them, they're not in your flexes. Uh, that could have really screwed up people with. I know there's people that were kind of late drops or late people that weren't played. And if you switched out Jake but you had two people already in your flex and you didn't know who you're going to switch. You probably got stuck with Jacobs. So uh, yep. be really, really careful this week in a very, very vital matchup. I mean, it's week 15. Uh, some people have championships this week. Yeah. Some people start their two week championship, but if it's semi-final, whatever, but you're going to your third place game next week, who cares? You need to make your right choices and we're going to try and help you as best we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And send us your, uh, your waiver wire. If you have any questions, We will be happy to answer those. Do you have anything else to add, dude? No. No. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys again on Thursday. For Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you then. Later.